0: Hello, Cryptonaut, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Jake Jeborelli. John is out. It is, after all, Chinese New Year. I know John isn't Chinese, at least, I think he's not Chinese. Well, doesn't matter. Uh, Cryptolissa may be joining us shortly. We'll see if she uh, shows up. She's got kids to take care of. It's a late night here on Wednesday night. Let's uh, get over here to the disclaimer. I kind of want to make a side note to the disclaimer. I know we've been saying that it is for entertainment purposes only. It really is. Um, you know, we, we have fun here. But the thing that's kind of funny about it is there aren't really any rules or regulations about giving financial advice on crypto. The reason we keep saying this is kind of a you know, cover your butt policy. And it's not that we don't want to help people out. It's just that we don't want people suing us. So any comments we make or any ghosts we have on the show that you know say things about fi- finance and Know, crypto in general it's not financial advice getting on to the news of the top 10 daily stats and then what actually it's the top 10 daily stats and then the news let's just go to coin here and let me do an, a refresh since the price has changed constantly okay so bitcoin has been doing slightly better still in the first position as it almost always is it's still close to 40 percent dominance of the entire market and just at this very moment About $36,979.74, but it's probably already changed, as it always does. It is a tiny, tiny little uh, gain here, 0.3% in the last week. But that's just going to be going up and down and up and down. It's a bear market, even though Bitcoin is up at the moment. And a current market cap of only $700 billion. Ethereum is in second place, as it always is, with a market dominance of about 18%. Current price, about $2,700. It's up 8% over the last week, which is awesome to see, at $318.7 billion. Tether is currently in third. It is a stable coin, so it doesn't move much. And as you can see, it's .00. Uh, 38, uh, probably $78.1 billion. Market, the 24 vol- 24 hour volume is a lot because it's the most popular stable coin, so people are trading in and out of it all the time. Binance is currently in fourth at $366, and a market cap of $61.7 billion. It's down a little bit, which is good, Remember, this is the time to buy, not financial advice. <laughs> USD coin is in fifth place, again, a stable coin, a market cap of 50.6 billion. Cardano is in sixth, uh, roughly a dollar. It's been hanging out there around a dollar. It was under a dollar for a long time. It's gone a little bit here over the last week, about 4% at $33.2 billion uh, dollar market cap. Solana is in seventh, at just shy of $100, 98.48 at this moment. About seven percent up over the last week, and a thirty-point-nine billion-dollar cap. Uh, XRP or Ripple is in eighth place right now, at sixty cents, and is down just a tiny bit there, three percent, and is about twenty-point-nine, probably twenty-nine billion dollars. Polkadot's in ninth place, at eighteen-point-four-three. Yeah, let's just call it twenty bucks. It's just under twenty. One-point-eight uh, percent up over the last week, and about twenty billion-dollar cap. And then Terra, interestingly enough, has come back into tenth place. Uh, just shy of $50, $50 there, a gargantuan drop in uh, value over the last week. Uh, it's it's a bear market, like I said before, 20% down, worst of the top 10 at twenty point three. $19.3 billion. And then the following five after they keep switching places all over the place. Shiba Inu is falling a lot, although I've been hearing and reading, really, Um, that she was going to make a a comeback based on some kind of technical analysis stuff. I don't really understand it. Um, Dogecoin, Avalanche, Binance, USD, also a stable coin. Shiba Inu, and then Terra USD, which is also a stable coin, is in 15th position. So, Polygon got kicked out of the top 15, but I'm sure it will come back. So, on to the news. The news is from Crypto Potato. Thank you, Crypto Potato, for allowing us to read your news. And unfortunately, because, like I said, the list is not here at the moment and John is MIA, I will be reading all of it. <laughs> Hope you guys can stand my voice. I guess if you're listening, you'll like it. So, from Mandy Williams Consensus acquires Ethereum wallet. My crypto will be integrated into MetaMask. You know, you know what MetaMask is it's this uh, little foxy looking icon up here in the top you can uh, yeah you just saw I have Somatic. Um that's just one of my accounts. so anyways <laughs> I didn't show you my private keys who cares <laughs> uh, consensus acquires my crypto announcing the acquisition in an official blog post on Tuesday the company noted that MetaMask and my crypto will combine their efforts to improve the security of all products and create a cohesive user experience across desktop mobile extension and browser wallets per my example you can obviously use this on Android and on iOS um uh, to see your metamask stuff so currently metamask boasts about 21 million monthly active users and it's one of the most popular crypto wallets because of its stability and compa- compatibility providing secure solutions for users it's also one of the top non-custodial wallets for mobile and browser extensions globally the integration with my crypto will not only bring metamask to more platforms and encourage more integrations with the wallet but it will also provide users with an enhanced and secure experience speaking on the acquisition dan finlay the co no, me co-founder of metamask said quote my crypto has consistently been one of the most reliable and intercompatible wallets in ethereum often shipping cutting edge ethereum features ahead of other wallets while metamask has focused on general purpose dap or digital app pardon me decentralized app interactions with our talents combined and our strong sense of shared ethics and goals for the ecosystem, I think we'll be able to provide a wallet experience that is much more able to help its users make the best decisions through its rapidly evolving Web3 wallet landscape, end quote. Although consensus did not cons- disclose the terms of the acquisition, the company noted that both wallets will continue to operate independently in the near term with the eventual goal of merging features and brands. Taylor Monahan, founder, of CEO, founder and CEO of MyCrypto, also commented saying, quote, with rapid growth of the ecosystem and products racing to ship slick features I try saying that five times fast, it is imperative that we that the leading wallet continues to build foundational and secure self-custody tools that empower the user. Combining our years of experience and shared values allows us to accelerate our mission of providing a way for users to fully realize their self sovereignty. In quote, the unified product offerings will be led by MetaMask, Meta Dan Finley, and Aaron Davis along MyCryptos, Taylor Monahan. My MyCryptos team of 12 employees will also be joining Consensus. So, I, I mean, I've personally never used um, MyCrypto. But, I mean, now i got to go check it out. It sounds bad when I'm just reading the news. I don't know what's going on. I understand that. But uh, I, I've been using MetaMask for quite some time, and I definitely like the tool. So, more power to MetaMask in involving my crypto. I appreciate that. So on to the next. This is just a report. Dune Analytics raises meme-worthy $69,420,000 in Series B funding round. It sounds like that was intentional. 420 All right. Anyways, here's Andrew through the loss. Dune Analytics, a free blockchain research tool, recently announced an additional $69,420,000 in funding. The round was led by Coet2, a global investment manager focused on tech. According to the announcement from Dune's blog, the funding will be used to empower another generation of Dune wizards, aka Web3 data analysts. The group currently only has 16 employees, but will now be hiring many more. While Dune currently provides free blockchain data, it will now invest in educational resources to help average people interpret the data. This will be especially important as blockchains scale and use cases expand. The tool also plans to revamp its query engine, speeding up its execution time and allowing for support across all major blockchains. Users will be enabled to bring both public and private data into Dune. Lastly, the team plans to release a Dune API allowing boundary-less research, building, tinkering, trading, and beyond. Months ago, FTX Exchange exploited the same meme numbers during a running found, uh, funding round. Pardon me, <laughs> running found. The numbers were reversed, however, for $420.69 million, quite a bit more money, raised in a Series B funding round. I don't know if these guys are just dorks. Dwarfing Ro- Dune's recent figures. Still, the round indicates a massive funding increase compared to the $8 million the firm received in August. Sure, great. Go, Dune. Continuing on here with an El Salvadorian news article by Dimit- Dimitar Zanzarov. El Salvador to fix Chivo wallet's issues by partnering with AlphaPoint. The government of El Salvador and the American financial technology partner, AlphaPoint, joined forces to improve the technology for the Chiva wallet. The feature allows access to Bitcoin for millions of Salvadorans. Last year, El Salvador puts its name in the spotlight after becoming the first state to accept Bitcoin as a legal tender inside its borders. Arizona is also trying to do this in the United States. The authorities also introduced the Chiva wallet, a crypto wallet where locals can facilitate BCT, or Bitcoin, transactions. At first look, it was met with huge enthusiasm among locals. At the end of September, President Nayib Bukele announced that the wallet had amassed 2.1 million users, around 30% of all Salvadoran uh, population. Nonetheless, the mass adoption led to some issues, such as slow transactions, blocked accounts, unauthorized charges, and other technical glitches. Go figure. To resolve these problems, the government teamed up with Alphapoint, a New York-based software firm that supports crypto projects specifically the authorities vowed to change the front-end and back-end technology provider for its Chivo wallet with the help of its new partner speaking on the matter is was igor Telyatnikov, telyanikov, telyanikov uh, co-founder and ceo of alpha point quote no one else has attempted to execute a project of this nature. We at AlphaPoint are honored to be involved in the process and provide the reliable, scaled solutions needed for this effort. Kiva Wallet app is currently supporting millions of Salvadorians, many of which accessing financial services for the first time. The upgrade of El Salvador's crypto wallet came a few days after the International Monetary Fund, or IMF, urged the government of a Latin American country to remove Bitcoin's legal tender status. It opined that such legalization, uh, pardon me, legislation poses a large risk to the economy and could create contingent liabilities. Shortly after El Salvador's Treasury Minister, Alejandro Zel- Zelaya, responded to the criticism saying that, quote, no international organization is going to make us do anything, anything at all, in quote. Now, that's kind of a middle finger to that organization. Apart from... Embracing the primary cryptocurrency as the official payment method, the Salvadoran authorities have also brought Bitcoin on a macroeconomic level. The latest purchase came at the end of January, when the nation accumulated another 410 uh, Bitcoin worth about $15 million at the time. At the moment of the deal, currently the state has roughly 1,801 Bitcoin equivalent to nearly $70 million, calculated with today's prices, as the price of Bitcoin is now under $40,000. Additional uh, forty thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, additionally, El Salvador involved uh, Bitcoin in some extravagant endeavors. In October last year, the government said it would use some of the profits accumulated from Bitcoin purchases back then, totaled about four million, to create a massive pet hospital. A month later, the authorities vowed to employ some Bitcoin revenue into building twenty schools. Interestingly, those would educate uh, the locals about leading digital asset and its underlying blockchain technology I really hope against all hope that it's not just these simple projects that I mean I personally not thoroughly involved in El Salvador's financial everything that they're doing I'm not even paying much attention to the news outside of Bitcoin and other uh, cryptocurrency aspects but I really hope that it's helping El Salvadorian citizens in a great way that's making the country a whole lot better so Um, Hopefully, it's not just a big play like I suspect it is. Continuing on with more news from Jordan Lyshev, MicroStrategy's Bitcoin impairment charge swells to $147 million in Q4 of 2021. The day after MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor announced that his company's bought 660 Bitcoin worth about $25 million, the firm reported a loss of $146.6 million in an impairment charge on the account of its Bitcoin holdings. Business intelligence software maker MicroStrategy said it, this is its Q4, fourth quarter, 2021 financial results on February 1st. The Virginia-based corporate Bitcoin holder has incurred successive impairment charges over the last six quarters, taking a total of $831 million in 2021 compared to $71 million in 2020. MicroStrategy's CFO, uh, Phone Lee, informed uh, Tuesday earnings uh, during an earnings call that the company expected the impairment charges to be substantial given the enhanced volatility of Bitcoin. MicroStrategy. Shares have seen a fall of around 33% since the beginning of this year, attributed to the declining crypto market and concern of high impairment charges. The enterprise software maker's stock jumped by triple digits in 2020 since it began purchasing Bitcoin as a business strategy. Moreover, MSDR tapped a new uh, all-time high, that's ATH, last year at over $1,000 per share. Recently, the SEC, or the Securities and Exchange Commission of the United States, asked MicroStrategy to refrain from the non-GAAP rules or unofficial accounting adjustments whereby it would not reveal the exact impairment charge. Rather, it would say how much its income would have been had there not been the impairment charge. After the SEC objection, MicroStrategy answered that it would bring in necessary changes in its financial reporting said the, fu- the company is now trying to determine a more appropriate accounting framework for digital assets an impairment charge is an accounting practice that seeks to establish the difference between the price at which the underlying asset was purchased and its exact value at the time of financial reporting it's only it's only in the case of the falling value of the asset that the difference has been has to be reported in case of appreciation, the difference doesn't need to be reported until it's sold, and thus when taxes are demanded or paid. MicroStrategy's current Bitcoin holding amounts of 125,051 Bitcoin is worth roughly $3.78 billion, purchased at an average of $30,200. But as a treasury hedge, MicroStrategy began accumulating Bitcoin in August 2020. It almost set a trend. For other institutional firms such as Tesla to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet so yeah it's just an accounting problem yes no Um, well SEC is not too thrilled so this article is really interesting to me here about uh, the Kremlin uh, from Andy Williams here Russians own over 200 billion dollars worth of crypto according to Bloomberg report on Tuesday this figure represents approximately 12% of the total value of, pardon me, global crypto holdings, or one-third of the market cap of Russia's stock index. Citing unidentified people familiar with the matter, the report noted that the crypto holdings estimate was calculated by analyzing the IP addresses of some of the top digital asset exchange users in addition to other data sources. According to the sources working for the government and the Kremlin, the estimates are currently being used to get an overview of the scope of the country's uh, uh, crypto market and create new regulations. However, the proposals have not been finalized. The sources maintain that $214 billion estimate might be as low as some traders conceal their crypto activities by using VPNs, given the lack of regulatory clarity in the country. Nevertheless, the current number is still a big jump from the data shared in December by the head of the lower house of parliament's uh, market committee, Anatoly Aksakov. It cited that Russians own crypto worth 5 trillion rubles, or 65 billion dollars. The latest data provides a picture of the rapidly growing Russian cryptocurrency market as watchdogs continue to debate over the regulation in the country. The central bank initially proposed a total ban on digital asset trading and all related activities, including mining, stating that it threatens the nation's uh, I'm not entirely sure how that word is expressed, but I don't think it's the correct word, I'm sorry. Nation's economical system, I'll go with that. However, the Russian finance ministry subsequently opposed the idea of a total crypto ban opting instead for clear regulations to be put in place a good move in my opinion Uh, amid all these conflicting opinions president putin has weighed in on the matter urging the involved parties to find a regulatory compromise with uh, himself leaning towards the idea of regulating crypto in russia with the current state of events the russian digital asset market might soon see regulations established hey what a concept here Uh, just give me a second see if John might be joining us not to be uh, put out but let's see if John comes in and I will keep reading if he joins me while we're reading we'll just stop and, and invite him to join here okay so oh he's at dinner okay <laughs> so continuing on Jack Dorsey uh, meta should have focused on Bitcoin, not Diem. Meta, formerly Facebook, started the development of its own stablecoin, Libra, in 2019. Facing public backlash, it tried rebranding itself on to Libra. So uh, now Zuckerberg's company finally gave up, selling DMS intellectual property to an investment bank. The former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey shared his views on the failed project with Michael Saylor, the man in charge of MicroStrategy. Meta's mistake was working on a currency it owned instead of using an open protocol like Bitcoin, the CEO of Block noted. Hopefully they learned a lot, this is the quote. By I th- but I think there was a lot of wasted effort and time, end quote, Dorsey said. He added that they could have spent those two or three years of development making Bitcoin more accessible. Another quote, this would also benefit their Messenger product, Instagram and WhatsApp, he added. We have these th- Open network. We have these open network right now, and it's usable. So it's something. You now, I guess Dorsey knows what he's talking about. Bitcoin adoption benefits everyone. Dorsey continued. However, it challenges some conventional thinking in Silicon Valley. It's actually Silicon, not silicone. Um, "Quote: I think it changes a lot, but we just have to be open to not having to own the thing." You don't have to own it to get value from it, end quote, Dorsey said about Bitcoin. I think he understands it. Meta would not be the first platform to create its own cryptocurrency. All major digital asset exchanges from Binance to Crypto.com have their native assets. However, Dorsey is leading a push towards open protocols and open standards in the industry. Quote, all of our products going forward to be determined, the Bitcoin miner and the Bitcoin wallet, they're all open source, end quote, he said. It looks that... Uh, At least some companies are listening. This week, Meta joined Block's Crypto Open Patent Alliance, C-O-P-A, Copa, I guess. They pledged not to enforce their core crypto patents against other companies. However, this was after Meta sold its DMIP for $200 million. To those that follow Dorsey, this take is not surprising. He is a well-known Bitcoin maximalist, meaning he favors Bitcoin over all other cryptocurrencies. Dorsey's company Block, otherwise known as Square, has focused primarily on Bitcoin and Bitcoin infrastructure. Recently, Block's Cash App integrated Bitcoin's Lightning Network, letting users send Bitcoin for free. Earlier, Dorsey poked fun at Meta's failed stablecoin project. He tweeted, Carpe Diem, which means seize the day in Latin. Here is that tweet, I think. Nope. That's a different tweet. Oh, no, it is. There it is at the top. Carpe diem, Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, if you guys haven't used the Lightning Network, I highly recommend it. It's a great way for sending Bitcoin. Continue on with more news here. I just actually a report Botswana to regulate cryptocurrency trading. This is from Dimitar uh, Zanzarov again. The government of Africa country Botswana has reportedly passed a bill to impose a comprehensive regulatory framework on cryptocurrency trading. The initiative is part of its effort to tighten anti-money laundering measures. According to a recent coverage by Bloomberg, Botswana will become the next nation to implement rules in its cryptocurrency ecosystem. The Virtual Bills Asset, or pardon me, (laughs) Virtual Assets Bill, there I go, same things backwards again, as the proposed legislation is called, was approved unanimously today on February 2nd. According to the opposition party, leaving the crypto industry unregulated could make the local financial sector look like a Wild West. I think it definitely is. Rules are necessary because they reduce money laundering activities, the lawmakers added. The new legislation will require anyone seeking to trade crypto to get license from the non-bank financial institution regulatory authority. That sounds like a lot of fun. Not... Uh, Two months ago botswana central bank warned that the investment in cryptocurrency is risky and urge for applying supervision in the space the bill still needs to be approved by president cc and his administration before becoming official with its regulatory intentions botswana joins a number of nations that have also contemplated imposing rules on the industry earlier this week the finance minister of india nirmala uh, sitharaman uh, proposed that any income generated from cryptocurrency activity be taxed thirty percent, in her view, the new policy to clarify transactions involving digital assets and boost investments in the sector. Last month, the Russian Central Bank called upon a total ban of everything crypto. Shortly after, though, President Putin and the Russian Finance Ministry opined that the operations of digital assets could benefit the nation, hinting that a China style prohibition might be out of the question. So Yeah, it's good to see that uh, Botswana is recognizing the value of regulating crypto to some degree. Uh, It's obviously impossible to completely regulate it. But you do need to warn people about how to manage their money so they don't get scammed. It's so easy to get scammed. Just one, you know, like, oh, that sounds like a great idea, and then your money's gone. So continuing on here with Jordan Lighthouse, Grayscale and Bloomberg launch first equity ETF. There we go. First equity ETF world's largest digital asset manager grayscale investment at gbtc uh, announced today the launch of its first etf exchange-traded fund uh, dubbed grayscale future of finance etf it will be the first equity etf to track the performance of bloomberg grayscale future of finance index it's very generic or very explicit to the companies A statement dated february 2nd informed of the new products ticker to be GFOF, <laughs> tfof sorry a grayscale you know future of finance um, it will aim to build upon the thesis of the digital economy will boost global commerce drive market fit, uh, efficiencies and provide access to new pools of capital while reducing the need for costly and cumbersome intermediaries the product will comprise uh, entities from three industries it will have asset managers exchanges brokerages and wealth managers from the digital economy technology solution companies such as firms providing technology to the digital economy and digital asset infrastructure entities organizations involved in mining and energy management will also be a part of the ETF Grayscale has tapped US Bank as administrator and service provider for the new fund while Forsythe will be its distributor quote we are proud to announce the first ETF in partnership with Bloomberg as we undertake the strategic expansion of our business this product draws upon our historical strength while kicking off the, new st- the next stage of our evolution as an asset manager that helps investors build portfolios that can stand the test of time, end quote, said Grayscale CEO Michael Sonsheim. Bloomberg's global head of multi-asset indices, gave Gideon, uh, Gideon uh, indicated that the new product is, quote, primed to become the key equity equity benchmark for our ever-evolving digital economies lots of platitudes in here and quote the uh, that was not pretty quote. pardon me While GFOF is to set to launch today Grayscale has made several unsuccessful attempts to release a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States nevertheless the company remains committed to converting its large largest product the Grayscale Bitcoin trust into an exchange-traded fund tracking the performance of the primary cryptocurrency. And if John were here, he would be really excited about this. Another ETF, yes, especially for Bitcoin. Spot index is what he was looking forward to. Continuing with the news here, Mandy Williams again. Flow Sports partners with Tezos to boost fan engagement. More sports-related crypto. In a press release shared with CryptoPotato, the company noted that the collaboration will be the first for Tezos, and it's scheduled to run through 2024. As part of the deal, Tezos will become the title sponsor for Flow Sports' popular owned and operated grappling event series Tezos Who's Number One, or WNO, and other select high-profile motorsports racing series that will be announced later. The blockchain project will also become the presenting sponsor for other grappling, rest, yes, it's actually just grappling, wrestling, and motorsports events on Flow Sports for the next two years. The partnership will see Tezos branding being integrated into every aspect of the WNO brand. These include logo integration, co branded marketing materials, and stream graphic pra- packages such as commercials, ads, and many more. Additionally, Flow Sports intends to leverage the current NFT mania to launch its first ever digital collectible NFTs built on the Tezos network. Yay, NFTs on Tezos. I'm very happy about this. Uh, The NFT collection will offer several exciting and unique sports fans experiences to fans uh, featuring live streamed sporting events across multiple categories, athletes, and memorabilia speaking on the partnership jason ford senior price vice president of integrated partnerships at flow sports said quote we're excited about the partnership and introducing an entirely new audience to the tezos blockchain experience tezos will help demonstrate to our subscribers the benefits of blockchain technology while also helping us deliver unique and unforgettable fan experiences that will further strengthen our relationship with fans of our wide range of sports yeah it still sounds very platitudinal there sorry end quote Flow Sports noted that it selected Tezos as its official blockchain partner because of its energy efficient network operating with minimal energy consumption and a negligible carbon footprint. Commenting on the partnership with Flow Sports, Edward Allard, our uh, premier Adlard, head of business development and adoption at Tezos said, quote, now more than ever, people are embracing blockchain technology as a powerful tool and Tesla's energy efficient design and ability to upgrade sets it apart from the rest. I am delighted to see Flow Sports joining a rapidly growing list of brands that are using Tezos to revolutionize their industries, from gaming, art, to grappling, wrestling, and racing. All righty, it'll be interesting to see... Um, more traditional things that are sponsored of course all kinds of sponsor techniques are out there i don't remember the most unique ones but i just know that there are a number i'm thinking of i think danica i can't think of her last name um who is a female uh, race car driver and someone's going to correct me on that but <laughs> who was sponsored for GoDaddy for the longest time um i just remember her her super bowl ads so Uh, Yeah, one of the best ways to get the uh, names out there is to put them on uh, athletes, vehicles, and jerseys. So Tezos and Flow Sports. Continuing on with the news here, uh, Dimitar Zanzarov writes about FTX to acquire Japanese fintech company Liquid Group. According to the recent blog post, the deal should be finalized in March this year as regulators will take all closing conditions into account upon completion the bahamian based ftx will thats mean it's based in bahamas will own coin (laughs) q-u-o-i-n-e coin and thus spread its services to japanese soil established in 2014 the latter is among the first exchanges to receive approval from the fsa to operate in the country coin will gradually integrate FTX's products and services into its offerings. At the same time, existing Japanese customers of Bankman Freed's company, that's the CEO, will be migrated to Coin's ecosystem. FTX also inked a deal to provide its clients in Japan with services in compliance with local law. Users will receive email notifications regarding all transitions. Both parties expected to work together to provide products and liquidity to retail and institutional investors in Japan and global markets. The economic terms, as well as the amount of ac- the acquisition, have not been disclosed. FTX and Liquid Group are familiar with each other. In August last year, hackers drained more than 90 million—that's nine zero, 90 million dollars—worth of digital assets from the Japanese organization. Shortly after, though, FTX transferred a loan of 120 million dollars intended to stabilize Liquid Group after the attack. Speaking on the matter back then was CEO Seth. Uh, melamed quote by collaborating with ftx we see enormous opportunities to drive innovation and change the future of finance with blockchain technology end quote cryptocurrency platform which experienced impressive growth growth last year has continued its streak in 2022 as well last month it set up a two billion dollar venture fund to invest in new and promising digital assets projects the ceo and founder of the company sam bankman fried Provided the full amount, well, by himself, I guess he's wealthy. Towards the end of January, the American branch of the platform FTX US raised $400 million in a funding round led by SoftBank Group and Temasek Holdings. As a result, the firm's total valuation grew to $8 billion. I'm sure that's a good thing for SoftBank. They do tend to throw their weight around a bit. A few days later, the global exchange FTX closed a $400 million deal in a fresh financing round, increasing its own valuation to a whopping $30. Two billion dollars. Wow, moving fast there, FTX. I guess this is what you do in finance. I have no idea, other than what I'm reading here. Another article from Dimitar Zanzarov Google CEO. We are looking at blockchain and Web3. Now, this is something that's very interesting to me. I've been a very long-time fan of Google. Some people are not particularly fond of Google, but uh, I was a Google fanboy, and I did work here for a short time. So, a little bit of disclaimer there. Pachai sees blockchain technology as interesting and powerful. In the most recent appearance, 49-year-old Indian spoke about the backbone of the cryptocurrency industry, blockchain technology, while pointing out that the considerable amount of Silicon Valley companies had already embraced Web3 and blockchain, which I asserted that his organization is also looking that way. And, quote, anytime there's innovation, I find it exciting. I think it's something we want to support the best we can, end quote. The exec also underlined the merits of blockchain technology. In his view, it is interesting, powerful, and its concept stands behind numerous applications. We are definitely looking at the blockchain, he concluded. This is not the first pro-crypto stance that Alphabet has displayed in November last year. The internet mogul invested $1 million in future exchange uh, futures exchange company Chicago Mercantile Exchange, CME, as the two parties agreed on a 10-year collaboration. CME offers regulated Bitcoin services and is a long proponent of the digital asset industry. It hopped, pardon me, It hopped on the bandwagon in 2017 by launching Bitcoin futures trading for its clients. In the following year, CME, facilitated deals for numerous giant institutions such as the world's leading digital asset manager BlackRock not long ago, CME doubled down on its crypto endeavors by introducing micro-ether future contracts. So, Ethereum future contracts. that are microscopic, I guess. In January this year, the world's largest search engine revealed plans to enable users to store cryptocurrencies in digital cards. The company has put Arnold Goldberg, a former executive at PayPal, in charge of the initiative. At the end of last month, Google's online data storage services division, Google Cloud, created a digital asset team. The new unit intends to employ blockchain technology to provide opportunities for building, transacting, storing value, and launching products in the cloud. Google asserted that the cryptocurrency space has evolved considerably as a corporation based on innovation and development. It does not want to fall behind that part of a technology revolution. The team explained, quote, we are inspired by the work already done in the digital asset space by our customers. And we look forward to providing the infrastructure and technologies to support what's possible with blockchain technologies in the future. Image courtesy of Business Insider. Yep, I am interested to see what Google does. Google has a lot of money and a lot of power and a lot of smart people, personal experience, not just myself, but other people I met while there. Continuing on with Mandy Williams' article, Cardano to increase block size by 11% to optimize the network. Hey, wouldn't it be great if ETH did this too? Input Output Hong Kong, IOHK, the research and developed company behind Cardano blockchain, has announced the network is on track to increase the blockchain's size by 11%. Announcing the new update via tweet on Wednesday, IOHK noted that the proposal will see the total block size grow from its current 72 kilobytes to 80 kilobytes. That's 11%. This development should allow Cardano's blocks to carry more transactions. Additionally, IOHK triggered a separate updated proposal to increase the amount of data that can be included in a single transaction on Cardano's smart contract platform Plutus. Per the update, the Plutus script memory unit per transaction will go from 12.5 million to 14 million. According to IOHK, the proposal to increase Cardano's block size and its memory units is part of the efforts to optimize the network. With a rapidly growing number of projects launching on the Cardano mainnet, the protocol has to process more transactions, and this highlights the need to scale up the blockchain's overall capability. It usually just started with a lot more, you know, like Hedera Hashgraph. IOK also pointed out that the proposed updates are on track with its larger plan to increase Cardano's transaction volumes as it steps closer to becoming a go-to blockchain network for DeFi projects. Quote, this adjustment forms part of a planned series of network optimizations. Cardano will continue to be steadily optimized in a series of measured steps this year, carefully and methodically, scaling Cardano for future growth as demand increases. The network has been designed to safely manage high peak loads and throughput will steadily improve as we continue to optimize. This latest change will continue to improve the user experience, IOHK said, end quote, that is. Since the introduction of the long-awaited smart contract functionality on Cardano's blockchain, the network has witnessed a massive surge in the number of decentralized apps and decentralized finance projects launching on the mainnet. Just a few weeks ago, the first Cardano-based decentralized exchange, or DEX, Sunday swap went live on the mainnet, offering several trading pools with native Cardano tokens. However, the DEX launch was marred by several platform errors and failed transactions caused by the network congestion. Hopefully, the proposed upgrades scheduled to take off on February 4th will allow the decentralized app to run more smoothly. Yay, go Cardano. You definitely need to make a comeback. Another article here by Martin Young. Solana Pay launches into crowded digital payment space. There's a lot of digital payment space out there. Let's see if Solana Pay can pull it off. On February 1st, Solana Labs announced the launch of Solana Pay in a joint collaboration, Circle, and Checkout.com, Sitcon, Phantom, FTX, and Slope. The announcement stated that the premise behind the new service is an actual payment and its underlying technology, quote, goes from being a necessary service utility to a true peer-to-peer communication channel between the merchant and consumer, end quote. The app will allow users to send stable coins such as USDC from their crypto wallets directly into a merchant's account where they are settled almost instantaneously with very low transactions fee. This is something that's been going on for years. Um. Anyways, let me just continue. On. I'll make a comment at the end. The next phase of its development will enable the merchants to send crypto assets back to its consumers, which will now open, pardon me, which will open up new capabilities in commerce not possible before, according to Shiraz Share, uh, head of payments for Solana Labs. Share previously worked at American Express and Google, helping to launch the Wallet and Google Pay. Solana Pay is entering a crowded ecosystem of existing payment apps where tech giants Apple and Google currently dominate. There are also a number of other huge payment players, such as PayPal, reportedly working on its own token, Venmo, Wise, Cash App and Stripe. Very few of these support uh, cryptocurrencies natively. However, on Solana, uh, rather so, Solana aims to bridge the app while going beyond just paying with crypto, Share elaborated. Merchants, that's a quote, have been able to accept cryptocurrencies for years, but acceptance usually means settling in non-stable currencies, swapping out uh, one intermediary for another, the duct taping together square pegs and round holes. He added, uh, that merchants should be, should also benefit from the advantages in decentralized crypto payments such as, quote, network cost savings, DeFi yield generation, zero fraud liability, instant settlement, and ownership of the customer relationship, end quote. Solana Pay will operate primarily with USDC, but also enable other network-related crypto assets such as SOL, FTT, SRM. SOL prices have gained 4% on the day to reach about $110 at the time of this writing. However, the asset uh, was still trading down about 58% from its November 6th ATH, or all-time high. Solana has often been dubbed the Ethereum killer due to its higher throughput, but has also suffered a number of network outages recently, which makes this moniker highly questionable. In late January, the network suffered a 48-hour outage caused by an arbitrage bot spamming the system. This followed a DDoS attack, which knocked it out earlier in the same month. Solana also went down in September and December last year due to similar overloading issues. So maybe it is isn't quite ready to kill Ethereum just yet? Of course, you know, in six months, Ethereum is going to go all POS as well, just like Solana already is. We'll see. Maybe Solana is working out the bugs that it needs to work out now, and Ethereum hasn't worked those bugs out quite yet, so... When it gets to that point, it will be more or less difficult. We'll see. Um, yeah. Continuing on. Twenty-one shares adds Ave, Chainlink, and USwap ETPs, exchange traded on BX Swiss. This is by Dimitar Zondorov. Twenty-one shares AG, a Switzerland based investment producer issuer. Announced the listing of three new cryptocurrency exchange traded products on the BX Swiss Ave on BX Swiss pardon me. Ave Chainlink and Uniswap are respectively the underlying assets of these ETPs. That's exchange traded products ETPs. Additionally, the global invest investment manager, Van Eck, introduced its first multi-token cryptocurrency fund. According to a recent press release, 21 Shares has doubled down on its digital asset endeavors by rolling out three more exchange rated products based on cryptocurrencies. The ETPs are now listed on the stock exchange operator BX Swiss and track the performance of the following aspects—pardon projects Aave, Chainlink, and Uniswap. The company described the first as the forefront of decentralized finance through its open source non custodial liquidity market protocol. Okay, end quote. Chainlink, in turn, is among the most sophisticated networks, which has gr- grown to encompass a significant number of the use cases of DeFi NFT's gaming applications 21 shares outline. Uniswap delivers liquidity and trading tokens for the Ethereum blockchain. The rapid development of the project has allowed the ecosystem to integrate more than 300 applications encompassing con- for a trading volume of over $750 billion. That's Three quarters of a trillion. Henny Rashwan, CEO and co founder of 21 Shares, pointed out that the most recent listings enable investors to gain greater access to the crypto world. Quote, this is another exciting addition for us as we continue to expand our massive product suite, unquote, he emphasized. At the end of 2021, 21 Shares listed its first physically backed ETN on the, network, on the NASDAQ Stockholm. The underlying assets of products were bitcoin and ethereum as they came under the ticker symbols abtc and aeth as of the first of february 2022 the swiss organization manages over 2 billion dollars in 26 cryptocurrency etps and 87 listings including the only etp tracking the world's leading crypto exchange binance so lots of things out there exchange traded check them out According to a separate press release, the New York City-based financial institution with more than $80 billion in assets under management (or AUM) has launched its first multi-token digital asset fund. The product is listed as an ETN on the SIX Swiss and Deutsche Börse Extra exchanges and provides European investors exposure to Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, Polygon, Tron, and Avalanche. GZ Koenig, co uh, co-head of VanEck Europe, reminded that his company has been an advocate of the cryptocurrency industry since 2017 when few industries, pardon me, few enterprises believed in its merits. Quote, we were the first to market in Europe with many of these exposures because we're believers in the transformative nature and underlying technologies and and because providing exposure to transformative investments is at the core of our firm's DNA, he underlined. With initiatives on European soil are thriving, pardon me. While initiatives on European soil are thriving for VanEck, this is not the case for its endeavors in the United States. Last year, the firm filed with the SEC to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF, but the financial regulator eventually rejected the proposal. Sorry, VanEck. We know you tried. And the last article of the evening by Antonio ECF. Circle integrates USDC on Daffer Labs Flow. Financial services company Circle, the issue of USDC or USD Coin, has enabled support for the dollar-backed stablecoin on the Flow network, making it the eighth integration on the second-largest stablecoin on a blockchain network. Circle announced the news of USDC support on Flow via a press release on Monday, January 31st, 2022. According to the statement, users of the Flow network would now be able to mint and redeem the stablecoin directly on the blockchain. Flow, launched by Dapper Labs, the creator of NFT collectibles like CryptoKitties, is a fast, efficient, secure, and developer-friendly blockchain. Flow's multi-role architecture design enables the network to obtain high performance at a low cost. Also, its ecosystem includes NBA Top Shot, Matrix World, Ballers, among others. USD support on Flow will enable users to make the, and receive payments with the dollar back stablecoin. Furthermore, integrating USDC into the Flow network will boost the consumer experience and facilitate growth of the decentralized finance or uh, DeFi ecosystem. Dapper Labs initially partnered with Circle in September 2020 to include USDC as an additional payment and settlement method for applications built on the Flow blockchain. Meanwhile, the recent press release noted that the latest development is expanding and previous collaboration, which will also see developers like Circle suite uh, of developer applications, programming interfaces, or APIs. Commenting on USD support on Flow, the co-founder and chief business officer of Dapper Labs, Mick Naim, said, quote, the USDC is the most trusted dollar currency, and by making it available to all developers on Flow, it will continue to catalyze mainstream adoption of dApps. End quote. Also, Circle co-founder and CEO Jeremy Allaire made a statement saying, quote, Flow has emerged as the go-to destination for thriving communities of developers, artists, creators, and brands building their own on their own blockchain based digital media and entertainment experiences. Circle is delighted to simplify the payments process and empower creators and consumers to participate in the blossoming ecosystem. End quote. Circle continues to expand the use of USDC stablecoins across multiple blockchains with a market capitalization of nearly $50 billion. USDC is the second largest stablecoin behind USDC DT as we noted in the top 10 daily stats and the fastest growing digital dollar currency, well they say. The latest announcement made Flow become the 8th network of USDC support. Others include Avalanche, Algorand, Ethereum, Solanitron, Stellar, and Hedera. Circle is also eyeing the Asian market, planning to establish a regional headquarters in Singapore. So there's more news out there, but uh, without John here to really discuss it with me, I'd love to continue going on and on, but I'm sure that by this time, you guys are tired of hearing my voice. It's been 50 minutes after all, and I have noticed it. (laughs) So I will say... As John often does Uh, but let me just make the uh, continuation here of if you appreciate our content and I am so grateful you've made this far into the into our podcast uh, if you could hit that like button if you're watching us on YouTube and if you're just catching us on on uh, anchor we also appreciate your listening a like would be appreciated there if that's even possible I Don't use anchor all that often myself but wherever you get your podcast a like will help us boost us in the algorithm for more news and more top 10 daily stats on a regular basis we post every wednesday and sunday if you want you can hit the notification bell as well as subscribe uh you can check us out on discord there's lots of stuff going on on discord on a regular basis there's also a lot of stuff going on on twitter so if you want to check us out on twitter that's a great place to, to get in on whatever c3 media and the cryptocurrency podcast is doing We are on Patreon. We also have a number of merch things coming out in very, very short order. We're trying to get somebody to help us build that a little bit now. Uh, And if you'd like, you can either donate on uh, Patreon or through various Bitcoins, such as Bitcoin itself, pardon me, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, basic attention token or bat, as well as Ravencoin. So we appreciate you all being here. Remember StackSats and HODL. Adiós